Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Uh, we are chatting about uh, the first episode of, uh, is it Falcon and Winter Soldier? Or Winter Soldier and Falcon. Which one comes first? I don't know. I think it's Falcon. Falcon. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier. And uh, we're just chatting about the first episode. Excited to see this. Man, that action sequence in the first episode was like movie caliber action sequence. It's probably the best action sequence I've ever seen uh falcon in actually that i can think of um so anyway he's essentially it starts with him on a plane and he jumps off the plane and then has to go rescue this person and everybody's in these little flying suits that gives them far more ability to fly and turn around and shoot people than i think they really would it's more artful falling like uh uh, like Buzz Lightyear does or something, but somehow they're able to turn around and shoot at him and all sorts of things. But it, it, it's a great scene. And the character um, that we see that was in Captain America Winter Soldier um, is Batrock, the, uh, the leaper. And he kicks people. And in comic books, he's famous for having really strong legs and leaping around and everything. He has a, a fight in Winter Soldier from the film with uh, Captain America. It's a decent fight scene that they have and he's kind of a small time big bad guy. Anyway, in this, uh, he features in this and he gives um, Falcon a run for his money as he's fighting him and all his henchmen. Uh, Falcon keeps on taking out henchmen throughout this fight as Patrick keeps on taking their uh, hostage uh, from one helicopter to another. Uh, I will say there's like more death and mayhem in this than I kind of expected. I mean, he uh, Falcon just goes, has and kills people and takes out whole helicopters full of troops and things. Um, were you guys bothered? Did that seem out of character, out of something different from the Marvel films? Or did that seem like totally, I don't know. Jim, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think that was to be expected. He's, he's, you know, going after some terrorist organization that's kidnapping a guy and everything else. So, I mean, there's going to, especially when you start talking about, I mean, how are you going to, how are you going to stop a helicopter right. full of people? You know, I mean, the, the, the really, the only way you do it is you crash the helicopter and you know, destroy the helicopter. And hey, what are you going to so do? You kind of carry a bunch of parachutes with you and toss a guy a parachute as you're about ready to kick him out of a helicopter or something. It becomes ridiculous. Yeah. Any kind of fight in the air sort of is where death is going to be right there because unless everybody has parachutes and things, they're they're going to die. And if anything blows up that they're in, their chance are going to die. So I think they just kind of said, well, that's what's going to happen. And so there just was a lot of uh, death and you just had to assume they're all bad guys and all of that sort of thing. Um, but as far as a flying scene goes, what, what did you think about Falcon and it was – it is engaging as I feel like it was to you or was it not, or I don't know. Who are you talking to? I'm talking to Jim, but Jim's uh, not answering. So. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking. I, I was giving Bob a chance to, to get in there. No, no. Um, I thought to stick with Jim for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like the, the whole action scenes and everything else. Um, that'd be pretty good. Um, you know, I, I'm still kind of questioning, okay, so Falcon can fly around and stuff, and that's his superhero skill. He can fly around. Um, 
you know, it seems like kind of a, a weak one. Right. You know, I, I mean, I guess he maybe had, you know, I guess he maybe he's like Batman, you know, he has special gadgets or whatever, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, a, maybe they're going to have him take the super soldier serum at some point or something. I don't know, but it would seem like to make him a true, I don't know, kind of what I think of as a superhero, he'd almost need something like that. Cause it sure seems like he'd be easy to, one guy in one fight somewhere shoots him in the chest with a bullet and all of a sudden he's kind of gone yeah um so i mean your odds of being able to go through all these fights with all these guys with guns and take them all out and never have somebody get a shot in on you that it just seems really unlikely but on the other hand that's what hawkeye has to deal with as well i mean so it yeah is what it is you just kind of got to accept it that some of these characters don't have super invulnerability or anything like that and and i think it helps a little bit with uh tony stark and the fact that he's designed a lot of people's outfits and so forth and uh certainly for spider-man where you go okay well maybe the outfit he's designed is kind of bulletproof like uh, the iron man's outfit i mean i think you'd almost have to do that is start having them the government or something make these guys as uniforms or their superhero outfit and say oh well they're all bulletproof and that would at least help with some of the believability but they never really talked about that well and and and, and we saw I, I can't remember if it was in the first or second episode where his his wings were used as a as a shield yes as as well so you know so, i mean i guess there could be some ai you know i mean if they got tech to do all that kind of stuff they could detect you know incoming stuff and the wings and stuff could automatically deploy it. They did that, they did that in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, right. a bunch of shots where he pulled the wing over in front of him and used mm -hmm. it as a shield. Well, and I believe that they got that technology from uh, and the concept from Wonder Woman, who of course is an Avenger as well. And uh, that, that her deflecting bullets is the same sort of thing. It's sort of a crossover DC Marvel thing. Uh, anyway, whatever. Uh, Bob, what well, is she's, she's much better. He, he needs like an entire wing to protect him. She just needs a little bracelet, you know. It's like, oh, there you go. I, I will it. say that we haven't talked about Wonder Woman before, but I will say in the Wonder Woman film, I am very happy that her bracelet goes from her wrist like almost all the way down to her elbow because it makes it much more believable that she can block these shots than in the old series and every other version i've seen of her where the wrist thing is like a little tiny wristband and you're like man she would have to be really good at blocking those shots with these little tiny two inch wristbands than with a eight inch ten inch uh section of wrist covering that she had. even with an eight inch section of wrist she'd have to be pretty good at blocking shots yes i know i know but yeah. it just makes a little more in my brain believable i don't know but bob what did you what did you think of this start of the series and everything Yes, yeah, so that opening scene actually reminds me of a James Bond movie. That's kind yeah. of what it reminds me of. Because they're always like falling out of airplanes. The squirrel suit thing, like actually they're quite maneuverable. They actually like maneuver them along cliffs and like through the uprights of bridges. The one thing they can't do that you saw in here is they can't climb again once once you drop. Right. You're not you're not gonna gain ele elevation again unless it's a super, super strong wind or something. Right. So that was yeah, I it reminded me of a James Bond movie. Yep. Yes, it's a little on the almost to the edge. It's to the edge of ridiculousness, but you can still kind of. Was also well, a, yeah. at least he compared to James Bond. 
he's got these wings and he can definitely fly and you definitely would think, okay, he's more maneuverable than they're going to be a little bit, uh, quite a little bit. You yeah. And so it makes it more believable than like say James Bond. The other thing I noticed in this that we haven't mentioned is he's got a whole like new outfit. That's more superhero looking and, and less just like mechanical looking. And so I was, I was kind of happy to see that there, there was more color going on. He had a lot more red, on the on the outfit than he has previously and the wings looked uh, more i don't know and oh and i love the use of red wing throughout this episode i thought that was really good and and uh that he would use red wing to spy on things and use him kind of as as a drone and things we see that a little bit in the movies but we see it more in this series so i like that part um well and 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 i think him rescuing the guy and stuff from the terrorists, I don't think that's ever that that whole why that was happening and stuff hasn't been hasn't come up as to it, it was almost like a James Bond thing where they have all this action stuff that really has nothing to do with the whole rest of the movie. They just start off on an action scene and then they go from there and and you know and so it's it's so as far as I can tell it doesn't have anything else to do with the rest of the episode that whole thing. So it was definitely like a, a James Bond thing in, in that. I totally agree. I mean, I think that's, I would be surprised if the, when they wrote this, they weren't saying, well, let's introduce him kind of like a James Bond thing where they have this whole cool action thing. Doesn't have to do with anything else. Doesn't need to, other than it establishes that Falcon still gets jobs from the government or whatever that he's, that he's doing, um, which essentially is all this establishes, but man, it's a, a fantastic action scene that they can use. And, um, like James Bond, like you say, it, it's a self-contained action scene where everything after it is heading in a different direction. But uh, I, I enjoyed it. And, uh, and I do, uh, we have watched at this point, uh, Jim and I have watched the first three episodes and each one has a substantial, at least one action scene. If not, uh, the first two kind of have this one or two action scenes that are really like, the cornerstone of the action in the, in the episode, the third episode sort of has little mini action scenes throughout. So there's like three or four different action pieces that go on in that one. Uh, I'm not sure which I like better. I like, I just like the fact that there's lots of action going on in these, in this series far more than there was in, um, in, in vision and, and Scarlet, which, which makes sense. It was just a different feel entirely, but I'm glad we had vision and Scarlet, Witch to present one facet of, Marvel and this to present another more action packed facet of Marvel, which I like. So, um, but I'm glad you're liking it so far, Bob. Uh, what about a uh, winter soldier in the first episode? He gets a little play, but not too much. It's more focused on Falcon. Isn't that kind of correct? That's what, uh, okay, Bob. There's quite a bit of him, but it's more about he is a kind of recovery. Yeah. So he's got a psychiatrist, and then he, the, the funny scene I like the one who was in the bar, and the, the older Asian American guy like sets him up on the date. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, like, well, and, and, that, and and that's the guy whose son he killed. So he's he's befriended befriended that guy because he, he killed his son. Yeah, and so stuff. There, I, I did see some things they were talking about online, and they were saying that actually that scene where he's talking with the girl and saying he's on, I don't know, Tinder or something. And he's always seeing guys with, or seeing 
people always seem to have lions in their pictures or something like that, that that was like some secret nod that he's bisexual or something or another, because, because the guy pictures, like I'm not, I don't go on Tinder and whatever the other ones are, but the, the guys have pictures of lions with them or something in, on some of those sites a lot or something. I, I don't know. And so they were saying, Oh, well, that that's really a secret nod that if he's going on Tinder and he's seeing people with a lot of lions, he must be looking at guys or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll see, I, guess. I think, you know, a lot of the fan base out there kind of takes little things and kind of plays with them and extrapolates from them. And a lot of the big thing now is to, is to, um, trying to have a major character that they think is either bisexual or or something and play with that uh, but they have yet to really do that as a either Marvel or Star Trek but you certainly have uh, secondary characters that, that uh, have those characteristics and it's fine um, and it'd be fine if a main character did too but uh, so far they just haven't crossed that bridge really of having a main character that I, th- I think they I think they announced, didn't they announce that they were having some main character that was going to be gay or something? I, I, I thought, I can't remember. Well, fans sort of announced that they thought uh, the new Captain Pike on uh, Star Trek was going to be uh, bisexual or something. But I haven't seen any official word of it, and I kind of doubt it. I mean, certainly I saw a gay person come out and say that he didn't want that to happen because it was like that is not what the character ever was portrayed as being ever and so why do that why not you could have lots of other characters that we yeah there's lots of other characters on the show that could be a a game yeah you don't have to take take a a person that historically has hasn't been that way and and change change so we'll see i mean um i'm fine whatever i mean if if it's written well i'll I'll probably be fine with anything but uh but it's just you know there's a there's there's a point where you're changing characters that have existed and who knows what you should do with that? I mean, on the other hand, you also have characters that has been historically white, which you have tons and tons of white characters, and you're saying, uh, well, that's we most all of them were, <laughs> and have them be either black or have them be Asian, you know, that sort of thing. And I th- and I'm okay with that. I, th- I mean, I think uh, comics have historically been too white, and yeah. probably need to to represent other na- uh, nationalities. And mo- the Marvel series marvel films and, and things i think they're trying to address that somewhat which is good and uh yeah because there's no reason other than historically you just drew white characters in the 50s and the 40s and so forth but it doesn't reflect what our society looks like in the present day at all so yeah all right uh anyway back to this uh <laughs> winter soldier but after that sidestep um yeah, so I'm happy with the series. It's a little strange that it's only six episodes long, but I I get it. I mean, they're they're oh, really? long episodes. And also, it's, so it's only six episodes. I, you know, I can see it though because you know, as I've watched up through three, you know, you can kind of see the whole what they're going to try to accomplish for the for the whole thing. So we're halfway through up to three now, and yep. and so if they tried to draw that out more than six episodes, I think that would be uh, that would be pushing it. Um, I the one thing that I like didn't really get into was the new Captain America. That guy's face in that suit looks like he's like a seventy-year-old man or something. Way it crunches his face. I'm like, well, I was going to say to me, oh, that's a great point. Uh, to me, when he when he has his mask on, you see it, it really. I, I take a look, 
I really think it does. Take a look at a still of him in the mask and then look at Popeye. I really think he looks like the face <laughs> of Popeye in a Captain America mask. <laughs> so, I was actually thinking of that guy in Up, the cartoon character. He looks oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because he's got that same weird jaw thing going on. Yeah. I'm like, it just doesn't, I mean, it, yeah. I haven't seen episodes, the rest of the episodes, so maybe it. When, when I first saw the clip, I think it was like on Good Morning America. I'm thinking, is that like they're trying to bring the old captain back, but now he's old? I just like, this is weird. Well, so he's got, go he's got the serum then, right? They gave him the super soldier yes. serum. I don't think, I don't think they gave him the serum though, did they? Oh, maybe not. I didn't. They didn't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I can't remember whether they did or they didn't, but yeah, I, haven't seen I don't it. think so. They talked about how, what a great athlete he was and stuff. He's darn good with working the shield. It seems like, but uh, yeah, they'll see that like in the second or third episode, but yeah. And I kind of wondered about psycho. If he doesn't have the super serum, how can he really be captain America? <laughs> he'd yeah. be just like Hawkeye, you know, instead of having wings, now he's just got a shield. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be, you know, in danger for that as well. Yeah. But I, I think a, a thing about this particular episode too, the first episode, is it's it's showing us these two guys, and you know, you think these all these people are superheroes and their lives are all their life is you know great and everything else, but it's showing us into their personal lives where Falcon, you know, he's trying to deal with his 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 family legacy, whereas his you know parents have died and, and they've got a boat and he's working with his sister and they're trying to deal with the bank and he can't get, you know so he's got like this real life as well that yeah. and the troubles that he goes through with that and then you know then winter soldier is is having to deal with you know trying to come back into not being a bad guy and you know therapy and and how he's got the guilt of the stuff that he's done so it kind of shows us that they're not you know just these right superheroes that just you know everything is great for their lives all the time it's like you know like they're normal people but they're also superheroes well it's not like the government has said oh you're all avengers here here's 10 million dollars each for you to be set up for life yeah worry about being a superhero and you don't need to worry about anything else no they've still got they're still struggling to make money and superheroing wouldn't make you a whole lot of money unless yeah, nobody pays you a paycheck for superheroing yeah yeah because they, they they mentioned that i think i don't know if it was in the first episode maybe in the second episode you know it's like but do you, do you guys collect a paycheck or what do you, you know what do you what do you do <laughs> exactly and you and you wonder about that you uh, i'd always thought in my brain that, that tony stark would have given them all s- substantial money to to be doing because he had plenty of money but uh apparently not i don't know so and it makes it an interesting piece that you get to learn. Well, Tony Stark's dead now, but so we can't. Yeah. Even... We put it in his will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, they, uh, I just I just think it's going to be interesting, and I think it's really cool that they've gone to the streaming platforms and things to flesh out these. So with with the actual people from the movies, so that we can kind of get a feeling for for. Uh, a broader variety of stories and stories that you wouldn't tell on the big screen necessarily, but gives you behind the scenes sort of things a little bit more and lets them flesh out the characters a little bit more. And I love that. So I think that's, it's great. Yeah. At first, you know, I was thinking, you know, like with WandaVision, okay, they, they finished up the whole story. It's like, what, so they're probably not going to be a WandaVision two. you know, it doesn't really make sense with how it all ended and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, you know, they're going to all this trouble creating these, these series and then they're just you know after one 
season they're they're done but i've begun to kind of think that maybe you just got to think about one division and this one being the same series almost so it's some kind of you know marvel lesser character series where they're going to cover a whole bunch of stories about you know right. not the big huge main ones and so you know the first one first season was was wanda and, and vision and and this one's winter soldier and falcon and then you know the okay. next one that they have is going to be some uh, some other cup one or two um other more more minor characters and then the year after that's going to be another one so you get introduced to all these ones but it's almost like it's the same series just every year they they kind of and they, one I think that's one. a good way to look at it. And I think that that maybe like next year you don't have, like you say, a WandaVision, but maybe they say, well, you know what, let's let's flesh out the the new vision a little bit more. And it becomes just a series about the white vision. Or maybe they say, Oh, I really think we could focus more on uh, Winter Soldier. And so there might not be Falcon and Winter Soldier, it might just be Winter Soldier for six episodes. Uh, I think they could do a lot of different things um, or they can revisit things where they really like the combination of Winter Soldier and uh, Falcon. Maybe they, this one does have a second, essentially a second season. But this one I think could. uh, uh, All is one large series of the the background characters having these uh, streaming series. I think it's great. So I don't know. I think they should just, yeah, I think, there's so many characters they should just move on. Yeah. I'd like to see WandaVision again, but I think there's so many sort of side characters. There's enough material. Also, I think maybe production costs are lower now because all the CGI keeps getting better that they can do these sort of rel- relatively cheap. Yeah. Well, and it would be interesting to see if they could decide, oh, well, out of WandaVision, we can have Wanda and the Falcon have a a, a short series together. I mean, they can combine any characters they want as long as they're telling a story that, and it can kind of weave, connect to the stories from um, the previous series and or the movies, you know? So, yeah, I think... Well, and, and, it, and if you look to the, you know, there's series like, you know, uh, uh, Star Trek Discovery and, and, you know, the Strange New Worlds and stuff that's coming out and things like that where there's a lot of upfront cost uh, building the sets and 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 all of those kinds of things and so if they were to only go for one season you know that's a, a lot of cost to build those sets only for one season but for WandaVision and this one you know there really wasn't any big expense for sets it's like so they they have the episode they, they're not investing a bunch into that and, you know they could and they could almost take the same you know people especially if they're going one after another, you know, the people that worked on the, on one division, you know, and all the crew and all those people, they could go straight over into doing, right. you know, this one. And then they could, so when they, when they're done filming this one, then they could go on and those people could work on another one. And so it, it allows those people to continually have jobs as they, mm-hmm. as they work through here, because, you know, there's no reason why you know somebody working lighting or whatever in WandaVision can't do it in, Correct. in this one and the next one. Or you have two different teams essentially. One does WandaVision, one does um, Winter Soldier, and then maybe the WandaVision team does Loki, and then you just keep yeah. on traveling that way with some 
intercrossing. I mean, they might have to have more teams than just one team to do as many shows as they're, they're ambitiously trying to do. But yeah, you're right. You don't need completely separate teams every time and say, oh, we're not going to get anybody from the from WandaVision working with us on Loki. Well, that's just kind of silly. So yeah. I, yeah, I would think so too. And then on top of it, where you were saying the production, I mean, if we were talking uh, on Star Trek about how they built the actual bridge of the Enterprise and we were saying, boy, after building that, you would be surprised if they didn't have a, a, a Star Trek Pike series to, to utilize that bridge. And they, they're doing that. But in this case, the only thing they're dumping a bit of money into, you would think, would be like the new Falcon outfit. But that benefits them in movies. They could use that same Falcon outfit once they have it in their computers and everything. They could use it on future any mini series that they want the streaming that that features falcon could benefit from that so well, and that's all cgi too i mean right you know so it's so it's not like they you know had to physically build it it's like no. done cgi so but the work they do a lot CGI costs money too to to design something but if they can keep it and use it in multiple i mean once you got it in the computer you can just say okay put him in that outfit again and it's all computerized and, and all that yeah, yeah. Jim was saying this episode doesn't it's like there was a lot of live what looked like live shots so like the whole thing with him on the dock with his sister that seemed like a live shot even the bar scene with the uh, Winter Soldier it didn't they didn't do a ton of sets it didn't look like same with Wanda a lot with WandaVision though maybe the 50s right the houses other than that it was more like urban yeah, it would be interesting to see what the budget was on WandaVision episodes and how much they spent versus the budget on Winter Soldier episodes. Because like this, that action scene at the beginning had to cost a fortune. But after that, so much of it was just in locations that already existed and things. It was not like there was a bunch of CGI going on. WandaVision, I mean, it probably cost something to make it, you know, do the whole black and white thing make it look different like they do in the my cell phone can do black and white what was that my cell phone can do black and white right exactly it's so, not so expensive to do that <laughs> no but but to to get it to look good they have to bring in folks and do that i mean it costs something but it's still not going to be yeah. that expensive so you it wandavision just doesn't look like it would have been that expensive of a thing to do because they really didn't go full scale superhero uh, action stuff until the last couple episodes. Um, whereas this seems to do it every week. So it seemed like this would be a lot more expensive, but I don't know. Well, and you, and you think, you know, something like Star Trek or whatever, you know, for, for that, you know, they've, they've got the, the bridge uh, that they have to build out. They've got corridors that they have to build out, you know, probably conference rooms, the, the engineering section. I mean, I mean, so they've got a lot of a lot of upfront costs, a lot of sets that they've got to build for all these different things. But you know, this is like, oh, we want to rent your bar for yeah, right for, for two days. We're going to film out on this dock. You know, we yeah. don't build the dock; we just go film on the dock. And yeah, exactly. And so yeah. those things end up being way cheaper. So I mean, it just seems like all of the Marvel uh, streaming stuff would be probably a little cheaper than say the the star trek because star trek like you say there's just so much and when everything is out in space so everything is essentially a special effects shot um, it makes it tricky 
you know, yeah. it makes it where it's going to be expensive. And they definitely don't shy away from that. We don't see stories that are just happening on the bridge and in uh, conference rooms. We see definitely there's a lot going on outside the ship that we see in all of that. But, uh, yeah. but in these, you know, you've got essentially a fight scene that would take a long time to shoot and be really expensive to shoot. But then you have a lot of simple shots after that. So, yeah, interesting. Anyway, uh, that's probably enough for this, unless anybody has anything else they want to point out about Falcon and Winter Soldier. Good. Uh, I, uh, I don't Well, how about this? Let's go with uh, how well is it living up to your expectations and, and things? Was it, was it a, what you've expected or was it better or whatever? For me, if I was to rate it on my expectation scale, like an eight out of 10 or something and, and, and hitting what I thought it would be. And um, the action scene I would rate is nine out of 10 or 10 out of 10. It was more than a better action scene than I expected to see in uh, on, on TV that seemed like a movie level action scene. Bob, what did you think? Uh, how would you rate it on what you kind of were thinking before going in and what it actually was? Yeah, I didn't have much of an expectation of it because I didn't know how it was going to play out. Um, probably give it a six. Okay. I, I like the backstory stuff. Yeah. Have, have you seen any of the other episodes or just the first episode? No, just the first episode. So yeah, I, and I, I think I think that's coloring Daryl's uh, grading on it as well because I've seen the other episodes and just the first episode. Like you, you know, six. It's nothing really right. too fantastic. The it, it builds in the next couple of episodes and gets and gets much better. Yeah. Now, uh, Bob, have you seen just to get your background on this? Have you seen like the Captain America series? Have you seen Winter Soldier and, and various Captain America films, or have you not seen those? Captain America, not so much Winter Soldier. When I think of Bucky Barnes, my brain really goes back to like the original comic book where he's this little punk like. Robin yeah. sidekick. Right. Gee whiz. <laughs> <laughs> Captain America. So oh, I see it for complete, you. This is a complete different take on Buggy Barnes. Yeah. Which I assume they fleshed out somewhere in the comic books between the 40s when the original came out. And yeah. I, oh, so, you, so you watched, so, so you read the comic in the 40s then when it came out. <laughs> and, and you haven't seen the new stuff since the 40s. I saw much. the I read like the old retro ones that you know original like when he gets the serum he turns into Captain America. Oh, he, oh, I, I thought I thought maybe you know you got them first edition when you were a kid. They came to your doorstep in the forties. Well, Bob was into the the back in the seventies when we were first buying comic books in the early seventies. They had a big push for a lot of um, uh, reprinting of old stories. And I remember Bob was always into the reprints of the old 1940s stories and things. So, so his background is kind of with the 1940s Captain America and Bucky Barnes and all of that. So uh, I can see where he's yes. We got him dead to rights, Captain. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you <laughs> they publish him in the Avengers movies, Bob? Yeah, I like the Avengers movies. I mean, I've seen the character. I just was so ingrained in the way he was. It's, it was like seeing Robin... Although they never really did fix Robin, I think. You know, Robin's kind of that gee whiz. Kind of like well, Robin became, what was it? Something Shadow or something or something Nightwing. Hawk or Nighthawk. Nightwing. Nightwing. Yeah, so he became something like that. So I guess, you know, Bucky became Winter Soldier. So they both had their transformation into a, a, a more well, standard. In my mind, coming in from Bob's angle, 
I just don't think of him as Bucky. I think of him as Winter Soldier, and then it works better for me. Because if I think of him as Bucky, I just like, okay, I think yeah, your old Bucky or something, and so that doesn't work. But yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Think of him as a, a, a really a new character, a new character, Winter Soldier. That this guy that's been around since the 1940s, but frozen and things, and just comes out, gets thought out to kill people, and now all of a sudden, after years of killing people, he's trying to become a good guy, or at least not kill people anymore and uh you know that are yeah for hire or anything so yeah um but they well, because it's, in this his, his brain was three really plays on that a lot but go ahead jim well yeah because his brain before it was like just become like almost like a robot people instruct him to do something and now his, right. his brain isn't locked up like that anymore well and and there's a scene in the third episode that as soon as he walked into it, I was going, oh man, this guy's just going to start trying to take control of his brain as soon as he shows up. And, he, and what's great is he did. It, it did exactly what I expected the bad guy to do. But Bucky's like, that doesn't work anymore <laughs> on me. I don't do that anymore. So I thought, okay, well, that's cool that they at least explained that and thought that, yeah, that's what, consistent with this bad guy that he would try and take control of Winter Soldier immediately. Okay, let's end that one and we'll move on. So enjoy uh, Winter Soldier and we'll be back with Winter Soldier 2 and 3 and 4 and 5 and 6 and so forth as we go on. So enjoy. Bye. <laughs>